Hello, folks out there in the beautiful world of, what is this, um, Instagram. I am Danny Terrell. I am um, your host for this week's Intimate Conversation. I act like I am not the host all the time. I am the host all the time. Um... I'm just doing some business right now. Um, and then I will bring in our guest, who I'm super, super, super excited about. Um, if I can actually get this all together. Uh, I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are doing great. Um, I am doing good. Um, we are here with another... Instagram Live. We are about to do this thing. We are waiting. There you are. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, it took me a minute. I was like, do I just do a regular old t-shirt? You know, <laughs> I was like, no, nah, let me do what well, I normally not, do. You got your body ride and everything. You know, when you do this <laughs> enough, you you learn to get that lighting correct. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Um, I'm just going to jump into some business really quick, and then we will move on with conversation, um, welcoming Jumatatu Impo. Um, <clears throat> folks, allergies, are, it's happening. Weather is changing, so if I'm coughing, it's just things are changing. <laughs> um, so my body is adjusting to the change. We at Central District Forum for Arts and Ideas would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the people, the first people of Seattle, the Duwamish people, past and present. And we honor them with gratitude, and we honor the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. We acknowledge that we are on land that is stolen from the the traditional home of the Coast Sahelish people. The Duwamish ancestors were killed, brutalized, and stripped of their humanity. We lift up their work, we hold their pain and their joy as we honor them with our work today. Central Directive Forum for Arts and Ideas understand that we come from enslaved African people that endured countless acts of torture and humiliation during and after the Middle Passage, and we are still feeling that torture today. We bring into this space the thousands of Africans that did not make it to see this land. The work that we do today is, in, is on the backs and shoulders of the original people of this land and our ancestors who now guide us. We sit in this space to honor African people and their descendants and to give back to the original people of this land. To our ancestors, we thank you, we see you, we invite you into this space with us so we can lift up your names and honor you with our work. Central District Forum for Arts and Ideas is a nonprofit organization solely dedicated to presenting emerging Black arts, artists, and ideas in the Seattle area. We believe in the value of community, creativity, identity, and passion. These values serve as our strategic frame and guide our day-to-day -day operations and program decisions. Hi, everybody. I got the business done now. <laughs> um, I am... Um, 
I'm excited for this guest. As you know, I'm excited for all my guests because these are just some really dope folks. Uh, our guest today is not a Seattle native. They are living currently in Philadelphia, working in Philadelphia and New York. Um, let's welcome Jumatatsu Mpo. How are you today, love? I'm doing all right. You know what? I need to... <laughs> I need to get 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 dressed here. Let's see what do I want to wear. To, okay, this is. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I am not that fancy. I'm so not that fancy. <laughs> I love it. I love every moment of it. Um, Jumatatu statement. I am a choreographer and performer based between Philadelphia and New York, who grew up dancing around the living room at the at the living room and at parties with my siblings and cousins. My early exposure to concert dance was through African dance and capoeira performances on California college campuses where my pan-Africanist Africanist parents studied and worked. But I, but I did not start formal dance training until college with Mufadali. Did I say that right? Mufundala. Mufundala. See? And I'll I talk about that later. Sorry. <laughs> Mufundala. <laughs> now I'm going to mess this up because that's just what I do and I'll be repeating. <laughs> just say it for me. Kariamu. 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 Welsh. Contemporary African dance technique. I am sorry that I'll be messing up names, but I am not a wordsmith in that way. I'm not going to lie about who I am. I am not a wordsmith in that way. Um... I am so excited to have uh, Jumatatu here with us. Uh, Jumatatu, instead of writing words about what Black love looks like, if you go on our Instagram page or our Facebook page, uh, you will see this image of a Black tiny human in meditation. Um, and that is the best representation of what Black love <laughs> looks like because we need to meditate. We need to chill out. Um, my first question for you today is, um, who are you bringing into this space and what are you bringing to the space with us today? Uh, you know, I'm bringing in the, the I mean, <clears throat> I'm bringing in present the, uh, we just had a, my, what, what my, um, my, my family, my immediate family, we just had a, like a little, Zoom family get together. Was it last night or the night before? Anyway, I'm bringing them with me. They're always with me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also the I'm bringing in the 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 past and the future as well. Just before this conversation, actually, you know, kind of as a warm up, I was rereading Audrey Lord's. So I'm bring I'm, I'm bringing Audrey Lord. You know, if, if mm -hmm. she will. Come. I imagine her as being high maintenance, so I'm gonna let her be where she wants to be. I'm gonna invite her, right. <laughs> and then let's see, yeah. let's see if she shows up. Um, right. But the I was just rereading uh, uh, Audrey Lord's text, "Poetry is not a luxury," which I love, and I'll use as a warm up sometimes to remind myself of the importance of poetry, of imagination, of dreaming. Right. Um, and of of a of consistent attention given to hmm. that realm, you know that realm where where that where 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 feeling 
can help guide us toward understanding. Mm. Um, and there's just, you know, I, 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 I just see that as so important, you know. So, right. so if, if Audrey wants to come, you know, the, I invite her in. I'm inviting in the future. I'm inviting in uh, my descendants. I'm thinking about those, those, those folks that may find this conversation later on and need to hear, you know, some yeah. things that we need to say, even if we're just talking, you know, the, the, just, just, you know, even if we, we're just bullshitting, which we might be, oh, right. I, sorry, am I, the, no, okay. oh no, we don't censor, okay. we don't censor on this program. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, like the, the, even if it's that, or if there's gems that come out of what we say today, you know, right. those we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, but you know, I'm thinking about those people that, that that need this presence you know i'm bringing in you know you're here but i'm bringing in you danny um oh, thank you. Thank you. and uh and i'm and i'm really grateful for this invitation and just happy to be here with you you know i'm sad that it's not in person but you know i'm happy to be right. here with you. Um, yes i remember um and thank you for that and and yes whoever wants to be the invitation is open. If y'all come into the space, we welcome you into the space. Yeah. Um, I remember knowing about you before I met you. Um, <laughs> and you. It, the funny thing is, I'm just going to say it because uh, I'm pretty blunt. Especially white folks, if you are black and queer and they feel like they know a super dope black queer person, <laughs> the first thing they're going to say, do you know? And I'm like, okay, well, first off, Hello. I don't know. I want to know, but I don't know. But it's like, well, you need to know. And I was just like, okay, thank you. You know, because just that's just how white brains work. Um, so, um, and then um, my friend John Strongs, who is a white person, but one of my dear, 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 dear close friends, and the only white person that I trust in a particular way. Um, that's real. Uh, was like I'm taking class with Jumatatu, mm. and um, I believe with it was Jumatatu and your uh, collaborator Dante. Um, Dante. Yeah. And John was like, uh, uh. John was like, girl, you're missing it. <laughs> and so when John says that, I understand it to a whole nother level. So I, I had heard about you, and then one December day in New Orleans. <laughs> This small conference room at the National Performance Network conference, I walk in and I see these two absolutely stunning human beings. And I was like, oh, and I was like, that person looks familiar, but okay. <laughs> and then this person goes, Danny Terrell. And I was like, how do I know you? In my head. And then it's like, Juma Tassel. And I was just like, starstruck for a moment, a long moment, a very long moment. And I was like, you have to call it my name out. Like, so I just, that is my first, that's where we first actually met, but I knew way of, knew more about you before I met you. Um, and the thing that struck me is just your kindness. Um, and we don't say that a lot to people. We don't talk about people's mm -hmm. kindness. We talk about their talent, their ability, and they, we talk about so many other things, but kindness strikes me all the time. Mm -hmm. Um because people don't have to be kind and we take mm -hmm. that for granted. Yeah. Um, but you were just so kind and just such a bright smile on your face. And so just like 
chilled and laid back. And I just wanted to let you know, I appreciate that so much. I just appreciated that. And then Maria was with you also. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And so you two was just like, I said, okay, this conference is better already. Just that, that <laughs> brief moment that we had. Um, you are an artist. You are a dancer. You're a choreographer. You're a scholar. You're a teacher. You do so many things. You do so many things. But who are you? How would you go about the world talking about yourself? I, <clears throat> I'm a fabulist, which the way that I use that is that um, I feel like I treat history like capital H history. Mm -hmm. um, and my father is a history professor. So, you know, the, I'll treat it how I treat it. He'll treat it how he treats it. But you know, my, yeah. uh, the, the, that I treat capital H history as one access point into, you know, establishing who we are, where we are, how we got here, et cetera. And that, right. uh, that as a, that as a fabulist, that mm -hmm. the creation, you know, the creation of origin stories um, mm -hmm. and half truths and fantasies and lies and, you know, and uh, mysteries and um, right. rumors, all of that, cre all of that creation is all a part of the history that I think that, that, that mm -hmm. I recognize and that is leading toward futures, you know, that all of that, right. that all of that is impactful. Um, and, and I, and I think especially, you know, for for us, for Black queer people, it is so important to imagine histories and futures alongside mm. the ones that we come to know. You know, the ones that we right. come to, to to know undoubtedly. You know what that. Could yeah. be. Um, I think that I am. I, I'm an Aquarius. I think that there's a lot to do with me. Right. Um, I. Uh, I am somebody that grew up around a lot of water. And I mean that in the sense, you know, like being growing up in California and then also right. growing up with a lot of water signs in my family. Mm -hmm. um, the prioritizing emotion and love is not something that I think is innate to me, but it's something that I've been throughout the course of my life. Uh, ushered into, ushered toward, directed toward, understanding better. That feels like a life's mm -hmm. work of understanding love, understanding patience. Right. That has been a, that has been one of the central commitments of my life that I strongly value, and it it still doesn't feel innate to me, but I feel practiced in it, and will yes. continue to practice it. Um. I the. I am a lover, even though I'm single right now. You know, I'm a claim <laughs> that identity. <laughs> right. Um, I imagine, you know, I imagine a whole lot. You know, I love mm. that. And I also, you know, I'm also my 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 rising and my moon are both in Virgo. I make a lot of lists, so you know <laughs> that has a lot to do <laughs> right with what I'm bringing to. Um, love it. I think the last one I'll say is that I'm an I'm an organizer. And I think that that has 
uh, everything to do with how I grew up within the Pan-Africanist community that I grew up, and also what I try to build um, in collaboration with others with the work that I, that I create, the performance work right. and other artwork. Right. You, um, on your website, you said something that strikes me. Um, and I was having this conversation, I believe last night, um, about naming oneself. You said, I do not refer to myself as an activist now. Um, and, and what struck me about that is that I'm at a point in time in my life where I don't want to call myself something. I think, um, and then not show up in the work. Mm. Um, we know that like people like to name themselves and call themselves these things. And then a lot of times their actions don't match up with what they proclaim for themselves. Why do you not, and I, you've explained it, um, and, but telling folks, why do you not call yourself an activist now or refer to yourself as an activist now? Yes. Uh, the, let me preface that by saying I need to update that website. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, I think that there's still a kernel of truth in it. You know, I mean, I think that there's, um, I feel I was talking to one of my dear friends yesterday and saying that the, the folks, I think the folks that know me best have space for allow allow plenty of space for consistently getting to know me you know understanding mm -hmm. that understanding that with every second i'm changing i mean we all are yeah. you know and so that investing in Watch yeah but investing investing in knowing me or in knowing somebody means an investment in getting to know them throughout right. the time that you know them. Um, and so I think that it's, you know, frequently I have a, I have tension around like these words. I mean, even, even the word artist, you know, which I didn't mention earlier, you know, because, because, I, because I feel like sometimes I like to talk around it. Like, you know, all of those things I think contribute to me being an right. artist, but there's so much hegemony around that word. Like who gets to be called an artist what that means, where you go, what, what, what kind of venues you perform at, or, you know, like show, share your work at or whatever, um, right. that, that keep a stronghold on that word that I'm not interested in. Um, right. I mean, the same thing with audiences, you know, art audiences, you know. Um, so I think that with activists, with that particular word, mm -hmm. I... Um, I mean, I grew up in an organizing family um, and my first job when I was 14, I think, was with, or maybe 15, was with the Philadelphia Student Union, you know, um, uh, mm. an activist organization in Philly that is designed toward helping secure better futures for Philadelphia students, you know, finding more funding, um, working on the quality of life in these, I, I rode by my my high school today. That thing looks like a prison. You know, I mean, like these wow. centers that are supposed to be for education and growth are just sometimes they 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 they, they look like what they're designed to do. You know, right? Um, so uh, so yeah. So I think that the when I was ex over the time that I felt strongly attached to that word, I felt like I wasn't able to find the space for reflection and dreaming and imagination 
in the world of you know activism that's called that in a way right. that was um in a way that felt like i that, that felt like i needed and also felt like the work needed i think that there's a lot of at least that you know the, the work that i'm drawn to the work that different organizers different activists are doing right now i, I mm -hmm. i'm attracted to a lot of work that's happening alongside dreaming, uh, work that's happening that understands the importance of imagination and how central that is to any movement. Um, so I think that the, I don't feel as strongly as I felt about that word when I wrote that, but I still don't use it. I, I don't refer to myself as a, an act. I'll, I'll call myself an organizer, which I think is true. Right. Um, but, I, and I also think that activism shows up in the spectrum of what my work is, you know, I don't, I, I don't deny that. Uh, I affirm that, um, mm. and I think that that can happen because of the way that I've been encouraged to call to centralize imagination in my life and in my working. Right. I think like what I, what I, what you said that I really like is that um, it shows up in the work, and I think a lot of times. Um, we forget that it can show up in the work. Mm. We forget that we that we feel like it's an action that we have to make very prominent. And so activism organizing can look like something so simple, yet still so effective. It can show up in your work without you actually forcing your work to be a work of activism. Um, we know our bodies on stage, our bodies in performance, we're already doing the work. Yeah, like, right. You ain't got to say a word. You just walk <laughs> out there and you're just like, okay, I'm doing work. Okay. You yeah. know, and, and so I just like, I, I like that. And I, I just a reminder to people that it just shows up in the work. Trying to force this thing to happen a lot of times is ineffective. Um, and, and go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think that, and I think that there's so many reasons that we get called to. And I'm, when I say we, I'm, I'm thinking specifically about, you know, like we black queer alien folks, mm -hmm. which I, you know, I, I lovingly refer to us as. But um, I think that right. we we get so called to to create these um these strong, the, you know, like a like a, a, a at least strong and at most didactic. Uh, affirmations around ourselves and our work and what's yeah. happening in the work because we know that those kinds of th those things are already written all over our body you know like at the, the the moment that we come into contact with any person you know that all that is inscribed all over our body anyway so it's yeah. like well we might as well you know we might as well get control of what the language is since it's going to be there anyway right. but um right. yeah and I and I think that that I, I, under, I understand that. I feel like I have done that so much in my life as well. And I also, I want to, at this point, I want to invite the space for myself and for others to understand exactly what you said, you know, like that that work is already happening. So yeah. how do we, as opposed to putting, putting those affirmations on top of it, how do we affirm what's already inside of it and let that live yeah. and let it breathe, let it reflect, um, and know that that you know, like know that that space, we don't we don't we don't always need to make that space so busy, you know, because it, because there's already plenty of stuff going on inside of it. That is a beautiful word. We don't need to make that space so busy, and 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 thank you for that because that's the thing that I'm 
I, I literally was just having that conversation with my husband of just like mm. setting boundaries and again, not making that space just because it's happening doesn't mean that I have to be involved in it. Mm. Just because mm. I'm doing something, it's just, it's preserving self. I'm on this tip about preserving self. It's, uh, sure. I'm not even thinking about self care. I'm just like, how do I preserve myself at this time? Right. Um, and then finding self care in that preserving of myself mm. you know preserving of myself is cutting off the news because i don't want to hear any more tragedy about black bodies yeah um preserving myself is getting my butt off of social media and watching something silly and stupid on tv so i can laugh okay and find <laughs> right joy, yeah. you know and, and that type of thing i want to talk about the work for a minute um what Artists have been shut down since March. <laughs> Artists. Um, what, what are you moving through inside of, that, inside of that shutdown? What is your work moving through? I know that you were working on projects and they were coming out. Are those projects still alive? Has your mind shifted? Has your intention shifted? Oh, my <laughs> gosh, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, in short, yes. In short, yes. <laughs> It's um, uh, in so many ways. At the beginning of the, at the beginning of the various shutdowns before mm -hmm. you know, and then the federal shutdown, um, I was have been and continue to be involved, though not as prominently, in an organization that that we kind of just uh, you know assembled um, called Creating New Futures. Yeah. Um, which was looking at this practice, initially looking at this practice of, you know, just rampant cancellations from folks that w had committed to presenting artwork, you know, uh, right. performance, and how to, how to address the kind of careless, reckless ways that that was happening. Um, and the, 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 the severe impacts on the, the lives of and livelihoods of these artists that were affected. Um, so that so that was one of the things that I felt called to very early, mm -hmm. uh, which which had you know like throughout throughout the I, more or less the past decade you know the um, working for artists I don't know flourishment you know like the the ability right. to the ability to I mean, you know, to survive, economically survive, but also dream a little bit, dream further than just survival, you know, like to, to be able to have, uh, to, to be able to have a life that was thriving. Um, mm -hmm. That was, you know, that, that's, been, that's been a significant, a significant calling of mine and that's, has a lot to do with the way that I approached transparency in relationship to finances, right. you know, my, the, my own and the, the finances of my projects, especially in helping other black queer folks, black queer artists to figure out how to, how to you know, to mire through all this mess um, right. towards something that can work, you know, something that can work for what we're trying to do, you know, for, for what each of us are, you know, trying to do. So, so yeah, so that, that's something that I've been on. Um, the, before the pandemic, you know, like the, I think I was supposed to be out of town, maybe seven months out of 2020, 
touring, um, mostly touring with a project called Let Him Move You. This is a formation, mm-hmm. which is the latest project in the series called Let Him Move You that um, is centering and questioning and prodding at and practicing and celebrating the form of dance called J-Set or also called Majorette, right. called Bucking, coming out of the, the Southern States that I created in partnership with Dante, who we were talking about before, Jamon Dante Beecham. And, um, you know, all of that was, all of that except for one of the events, which we did virtually, which I haven't been so interested in. I mean, you know, like I'm interested in, virtuality has had a place in my work over the past several years, you know. I'm interested in it, but in terms of, taking a, you know, taking a work that was imagined one way and then transposing it to be virtual. I haven't been, I have not been interested in doing that and I haven't created any virtual work, you know, these days. So I've just been trying to, (laughs) I've been trying to see if I could survive without having to do that, you know. Um, Right. I think it's interesting. I I just haven't put any uh, energy into understanding it yet. So I just want to be you know, reckon with myself, understand that, that reality is is real and that yeah. for right now I don't need to do that. That's not what I need to be doing. Um so all of those, except for that one, all of those performances have proposed postponements to I think right now we're looking at like the late summer into the fall of twenty twenty one. Right. I mean, that's all abstract and hypothetical right now. I, who knows where we're going to be? Who knows where it's going to be? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, right. not, I'm not trying to, co- especially not trying to collect people inside of anywhere without a vaccine. And then, you know, even with that, you know, I don't know how people's morale is going to be, you know. Exactly. So it's, I'm hopeful. And I think that the 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 presenters that we're co- collaborating with are also hopeful and you know just attentive and just seeing what can happen, what it's what it's uh, realistic to expose ourselves to, right? What feels like we're protecting ourselves and one another, um, and then just go from there. And I also, I mean, it, 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 you know, it, this is cha- it's changed everything. I keep going back and forth about whether I even want to apply for grants anymore, you know, just because it's, I mean, that's been a significant part of my, my economy, you know? So the idea of not applying for grants anymore is very terrifying in one sense, but it's just, I mean, you know, like the, I don't know how much longer I can, um, I can, uh, uh, what is it called when you, you know, like you, you go along with something for for temporary benefits? Like, I, don't, I don't know. Sustain? No. I don't, I don't know how much longer I can, through my actions, affirm these foundations, you know what I mean? That are, I mean, I mean. Compliant. I yeah, what'd you say? I said compliant, like compliant is being compliant with their practices. That works, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, anyway, the mm-hmm. that money, you know, I I shouldn't even have to apply for that money. You shouldn't be applying for that money. Right. Uh, uh, indigenous folks should not be applying for that money anyway. You know, I mean, it's 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 such a ridiculous. Uh, 
it's such a ri ridiculous absurdity right that we have to go through that process anyway to begin with and then also the notion of um in some way you know sh sharing the ownership of our work with folks that folks and institutions let me just say folks because it's the i think sometimes focus for, for me focusing on the institution obscures the fact that there are people running those institutions you know so the That's folks real. sharing ownership with with some folks that i don't know really if they are if if they're affirming what i believe in you know so i mean yeah all all of those questions i i this was supposed to be the year that I started a new creative process on a new <laughs> project between um, Black and Indigenous folks from the U.S. and Brazil. And I just have, yeah, I have questions about where, you know, where the funding is going to come from for that. Right. And also just so many ethical questions about the grounding of that work, you know, like in these two ridiculous countries. It's like these two countries that I spend the most time Ooh. in which yes. these two countries that I probably hate the most, you know, like it's, I mean, they, these governments are just ridiculous. Right, right. And not even just the governments because it's, you know, like there's plenty of people that put those governments in office. So, you know. Of course, yes. There's, um, first of all, I just want to honor the fact because um, you and I probably need to talk more often. I'm in the same space of virtual programming mm -hmm. uh, and creating something virtually. I just, Every time I think about it, it's like that rain cloud that comes over my head. Yeah. <laughs> and I just can't. And I also want to honor the people that are doing the virtual work and the virtual programming. Right. Do you, boo. Do do it. But um, it's also this need to, like, this thing is happening. I'm in panic mode. I need to produce something to be. Yeah. And um, what I'm realizing, especially for a lot of people that I know that have been producing so much over the past few years, it is like, I, a lot of people I talk to are just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm on hold. Like, and right. I'm okay being on hold. I'm okay. Right. Like, I, I don't know what this means anymore. It did not right. hold the weight that it once held in my life. And just honoring that inside of you. And even the grants, like, every time I, like, put, open my computer to try to look for something, I'm just like, I just, <laughs> I just can't. I feel like <laughs> that when when you you could have stopped it. I just I already knew like that that yeah. thing. Just, you know like I just don't know what to say. I just don't know what's yeah. going on. I just I mean like yeah, it is so perplexing, right? And how does your and and, and this is a question and also a thought. The thing that I'm thinking about is how will my black queer transspectrum body walk back into spaces of performance when so much has happened like how am i supposed to sit in front of you all and entertain y'all right you know and those are the things that again i like the questions that you're posing and the thoughts because that's literally where my head is at mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. it is hard for me to watch virtual programs it is just to that point. Um, and again, if you are doing it, I applaud you. I, I respect sure. your hustle. I respect what you're doing. Right. Um, but it's something now that has shifted for me. 
Yeah. As an artist, it's just like, I can't, it doesn't make sense anymore. If it, to, to, yeah, yeah. I feel it like a restlessness, you know, mm. and I feel, mm -hmm. and I wonder, you know, sometimes I wonder if that's a restlessness, you know, like my, the, like my anxiety or my, my, my strong desire to become who I'm becoming, you know, because I mean, right. this is a, this mm. is a huge moment of transition and transformation and growth. And I wonder if it's mm -hmm. that, like it's this, this eagerness to, you know, to become, um, and I just, and you know, like for me, I feel like my strategy has been to temper that with slow and quiet and yeah. still, because it feels like if I'm so eager to, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm so, if I'm, if I'm just so eager to become it, I'm going to become what I can already imagine. And I think that the thing that I'm being called to is to imagine differently, is to imagine right. otherwise. And so in order to, have the space for that i am trying to be obedient to the stillness to the quiet to the slow yeah. which is a challenge i mean you know i grew up in in white supremacist culture like like all of us you know and so you know like that right. is not that is not the that is not the mainstream directionality of it you know Right. So I'm just trying to heed. I'm trying to heed that as best as I can. Uh, and also be in community where that where that where that that call is shared among us, you know, where the importance of that yeah. is is spread among us. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I anyway, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just I just want to tell the audience. Um, the thing about why I love doing these intimate conversations is that um, a lot of people are artists in, in, in their own rights. Once I talk to somebody about who they are, that becomes more important to me than their art. I think like the, the mm -hmm. times we've seen each other twice in person now um, in New Orleans and in Seattle. And every time I talk to you, who you are is, is so important to me Love your art. Your art is dope as hell. Love it. But who you are is so important. And that's what I want people to grasp onto is that we admire these artists and what they're doing. And we don't get to actually sit down and understand them as a people. And that's why I love doing this particular program because I, at times I don't feel interested in talking to the art because I'm like, do y'all realize what a dope human being you have in front of you? Like they're, the way their mind thinks and, and, so I say that to say that anybody that does that wants to know more about Jumatatu's um, art, you can I, I put their website um, in the comment section, um, and you will I think you will understand Jumatatu's work by listening to this conversation. Um, I think you will understand that, and 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 you will appreciate the work even more um, <laughs> listening to the conversations. I do want to. Uh, touch on two things before we run out of time. Mm -hmm. How, um, like, JSET for me, Detroit, we have a large JSET community. Mm -hmm. I'm from Detroit. I live in Seattle. But Detroit, being queer, I never did JSET because I was just like, oh, my God, I can't do it. It's so much. And now I'm, like, <laughs> kind of obsessed with it. But JSET, um, Major Redding, 
uh, you and Dante, how did you all move into this work and moving into this work, putting it into performance? And what are you, what are you thinking through during the work, during mm -hmm. the work? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you want the audience to think about during the work? Hmm. That's well, a lot of questions. <laughs> well, the, I'll start with how me and how Dante and I came together, um, which was you. Know, I mean, initial like the the initial way was that um, I hadn't heard I hadn't heard the title of J Set before. This mm -hmm. was I, I I came to that you know that name in 2010 I think. Um, mm -hmm. Whenever Beyonce's single ladies video came out, she had like, you know, a couple okay. of accounts uh, from a choreographer, Jaquel Knight. Yeah. It was connected to the J set scene. And um and I and th at that moment there was a Vibe magazine article that came out. I think there was like a sh very short ABC News spread, something like that, and maybe one other mm -hmm. article. And at the time, in terms of Academic writing, in terms of popular culture writing, there really wasn't anything else that was that was leading me to this, you know, this terminology. Okay. But on YouTube, especially a lot of the because the you know so so it's like there's the parallel worlds of the the majorettes, yeah, at at HBCUs who practice this form, and then the um, the squads of queer black mostly femme folks mostly femme men um at least you know at the at least when the the, the form was coming together i think that, that identi identification would have connected yeah. um so those two kind of parallel worlds that maybe over the past five seven years have been have seen more public intersection but before right. that they they were you know they were kind of distinct worlds publicly um, and any kind of crossover was happening privately. So, so Dante and I came together via the Dante had some of the most popular videos on YouTube. Um, so I would always see his videos pop up mm -hmm. and I became interested. It felt like we had a conversation to have with one another about the ways that we were both interested in musicality and syncopation. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was just like, you know, let me just reach out to this person and see what they, you know, Dante has so many videos up on YouTube. So right. uh, it, it took a, you, I think Dante didn't respond to the first couple of messages. And then after, I don't know, maybe a month or so, Dante responded. And then I invited Dante in to just really just come into a couple of rehearsals and just sit and observe this, with this project that I had been working on at the time. So that we could just have, just converse about like, you know, what one another was working on and right. you know like what we were in, who we were really i mean this whole pro this whole process has been a getting to know you process over the past decade that we've been working together wow really just a slow tentative getting to know you where there were various periods where it felt like we might not be getting to know one another anymore that might be you know it might be over yeah because it's just you know because it took some time to be able to understand one another's language, to be able to approach something that felt like the same language. And I don't know if we ever felt like we were going to, we were on a trajectory that was guiding us to become friends, but we're super close friends now. I mean, you know, like we are, we're good, good Judy's, you know? Um, right. 
but that was, you know, but, but it, we would never have, a, like, if I had been inviting Dante in to do this piece, you know, and this is, we're going to do this project for a year and, you know, da, 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 and that's it. There, I can never have hoped for the getting to know you that has been able to happen over this expanse right. of time. And that time, that, that kind of time has a lot to do with this show. You know, I mean, it's like, one of the things mm -hmm. that I love about J-Set is this kind of paradox of time. You know, it's like, you stand in this position. Let me, let me get up and show you. You better demonstrate, you better <laughs> give us a demo. So you stand, not, a, not a full demo, just, I would just show <laughs> at a position of attention. And you, you could be there for like a grip, you know what I mean? Like you'll be there for a grip. Right. And then when you start dancing, you are like five. So, you know, yeah. like it's, it's on, it's like zero to a hundred, zero to a hundred. And that kind of, right. that was so interesting and appealing and inspiring. And somebody, uh, uh, show me, <laughs> and, uh, check out my there website. No. No. I'm still <laughs> healing from an injury. So, you know, so yeah. that won't be today. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, but that, that zero to a hundred is so compelling. And also right. just, I'm getting all off track, but, but it's making me think about, I, I was at a, uh, I was just in North Carolina visiting a friend who has two dogs. Those mm -hmm. dogs slept for 90% of every day. Just <laughs> laid out, just relaxing, right. you know. And then when, you know, when they hear something, they're up, you know, it's like, you know, like they whip to action so immediate. You know, right. that like kind of zero to 100 is possible because they rest. Because they mm -hmm. rest so, got them off, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like so much of the day. So that when they go, it's like, you know, they can do that. They can be at that right. moment of expression. I feel like there's something about that kind of partnership that I'm interested in people engaging with, with this work, with the way that we've been looking at Jay setting, the way that we've been uh, interpreting and, you know, like uh, re-transforming tr this, you know, like what is it to be at zero? What is it to be at a hundred? Uh, right. What if we were at 50, you know, like, like these, these kinds of questions in relationship to the, all of the, all of the Let Him Move You works happen in the same space as people that are witnessing the work, right. you know, and so in that sense, everybody's a participant. And so hoping, hoping that people can engage with that kind of embodiment through that. You know, and I'm also like, it's the, I also feel like it's so, the, there's, the form itself, Jay said, you know, it invites in so much deep exploration of sexuality and sensuality, as much as it does of musicality. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we're, we're, we're really explicit about that. And it's also, you know, I mean, I think that these are, we're moving through all kinds of epic knowledge in our body. And so in that sense, it feels like it's for people throughout the ages of life, this work. Right. And so it's, you know, one of the ways that I describe it is it's, uh, it's performance. The, these are, these are, you know, these are family shows with nudity and sexual themes, you know? Yes. And I think that, you know, I mean, I feel so strongly about the importance for, young people to come into a world where they can be 
liberated, not just not liberated is the wrong word. Uh, and curious is like, you know, it's getting there, but you know, it's mm -hmm. like where, where, where they can, where, think, they can yeah. where they have a space for that in their lives. That is not just the right. space of shame. That is not just the space of punishment. That is not just the space of law, you know, but like that they have the space for a consensual understanding and appreciation of that kind of bodily joy, you know, even and moving into identity. I think moving into like the various forms of how their identity shows up early. I think, yes, I think J set challenges people inside of that also is like, mm -hmm. how does your identity show up? Right. And, and sorry to cut you off, but that just kept like going in my head, like identity and. And when I watch, um, especially queer bodies um, in performance of J-Set, you have to, you have to have a certain power in your yeah. fuckiness of people yeah. viewing you. Like you cannot take on that dance form in a queer body tenant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it, it also shows young people how to be strong and assured in who you are. You know, it's a strength. That is a, that is, it's almost as sensual as it is. It's, it reminds me of Vogue, also queer, other queer dance forms and whacking, that it's a fight. Yeah, 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 right. It's a battle, you know, battle culture. Yes, it's, it, and it's a, it's a battle of, of societal norms and things like that. Just, just my thoughts. Sorry to cut you off. It was just like... <laughs> well, yeah. And the way that it happened uh, uh, in the JSEC context, the way that it happens, the team is central, you know, yes. the kind of relationship to captain and then the rest of the team that lines up behind the captain, you know. In the traditional right. JSEC uh, construction, you know, that, that, that's how it happens. And then you face off another captain and team. Um, but it's just like you said, like everybody every individual has to show up. And so yeah. while there is this intricate unison that, you know, I mean, you're responsible for and two, nobody is gonna do it exactly in the same way that you are. And that's by right. design and that's crucial. And if everybody is, then it's not JSAC. You know, I mean, it, then it becomes something else which could be really cool, but it's not, you know, but it's right. not that, you know. Uh, and we also explored that too, you know, like what are those edges? What, what's the edge yeah. at which, you know, we're like right on the cusp of practicing this form. And then what happens when we step over that? Or what happens when we're firmly in the center of it? You know, all of that space, this space of inno innovation around the innovation right. of this form. It feels like that's what these forms are designed to do, to invite continuous innovation. Yes, 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 yes. I'm just gonna put in a plug. If you are looking for an extra almost 50-year-old <laughs> queer body, I'm just saying. I thought we had already settled that. Aren't you going to? I thought we, we, you, you were already going to be in it when we, we, we hit Seattle. <laughs> okay, I'm just confirming. It, it okay. be before Seattle because she ain't doing much right now. She, you know, it'll be okay. before Seattle. I'm just putting that out there. Um, we are getting close to time. I, I do want to uh, mention that you do... Uh, study sessions, build stories. Uh, can you tell us a, a little bit about that? This is really the, uh, it's, a, it's a series that happens, a series of conversations that happens on Monday nights in both mm -hmm. English and Portuguese with uh, artists 
practicing in from Turtle Island, artists from the land known as Brazil, um, mm -hmm. in which the invitation that I extend really is to, to imagine, you know, and there are a couple of prompts that I invite people to start from. And then from there, what I do is, you know, you know like a, they create an imaginary, you know, in, in front of, you know, like the virtual folks that are watching. And then I'll, I'll accompany that by asking questions that get at, you know, yeah. how do you get your love? How do you get your nourishment? How do you get your protection? Uh, how do you get your community? You know, like what, what is, how do we fill out and contour this mm -hmm. imaginary? Right. Hopefully through that, you know, really having the space to, to, to create validity around these dreams, around these imaginations, because they are crucial. And it's so crucial for Black and Indigenous folks to be doing that. Um, so they happen on Monday nights. Uh, at, we have one coming up this Monday. Mm -hmm, at, um, they happen at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific time, mm -hmm. uh, 10 p.m. if you are in Brazil, most of Brazil. Awesome. And this Monday, you have... Um, Devin and Marie. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm going to jack up a name. So <laughs> not I'll be putting extra syllables on there. And you can find Phil's stories where again? It's uh, So you can, uh, if, you, if you follow me on Instagram and my mm -hmm. Instagram account, Jumatatu Po, you can find it there. The, I recommend also watching on uh, Facebook because we have live yeah. captioning there. And then there... Every every couple of weeks, we also have an, an ASL interpreter and a Libras interpreter. Libras is the uh, uh, Brazilian Sign Language. Awesome. Oh, we yeah. So, so, on, so, on, Go ahead. so on Facebook, you can find, uh, you can accompany the show on my Facebook page, which is Jumatatu M. Po. Yes, I love it. Uh, thank you, Juma. Just a few things before I ask you the final question. Again, I just appreciate you taking the time. I know it's like, Six o'clock, almost seven o'clock there, and you know it's chill out time, and we're still like, oh, it's afternoon, let's go have fun. Uh, next week, everyone, uh, we have Jalen Scott. She is the executive director of the Lavender Rights Project and the Black, the Black Trans Task Force here in Seattle. She is a Black Trans executive director. Um, I love Jalen, so please tune in so you can find out more about both organizations. Again, next week, um, Intimate Conversations, 3 p.m. on Instagram Live. Um, Jumatatu Po, if you all want to donate and you know folks that need to donate to Jumatatu, not to create work, just to live, uh, financials at jumatatu.org, that can be found on PayPal. So please, you know, I always tell folks, give to artists and don't expect anything in return. Give to Black artists, don't expect anything to return. Give to Black queer artists and expect nothing in return. Sometimes <laughs> we just need money to rest. Um, you are welcome, Sharon. Thank you. Sharon's our executive director. Hey, yeah, Sharon. Thank you. Um, Good to see you in this way, Sharon. <laughs> yeah. My last question for you, um, I, this conversation has been joyful, so there's nothing. It's been real and joyful, but I always ask, ask this question because I think Black joy is important. I think Black joy, we need to talk about that more. Um, so what is your joy? My joy, my joy is my, my, 
my little uh my little nibblings my little niece and nephews mm -hmm. um and the moments when you know they i have been able to see them from time to time you know especially lately um in the mm -hmm. toward the you know toward this end of the the pandemic time because you know they've been like super quarantining and and i have pretty much as well so i'm thankful that i get to hug them right now okay. uh and that just brings me so much joy and reminds me just of how important touch is so mm. crucial mm. to yes. humans we need that yeah especially for those of us that are not that we're not receiving it before quarantine and, mm -hmm. and um yes that simple touch will change the world and 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 little ones will change the world we talked about mm -hmm. that uh earlier today right um thank you thank you for sharing your joy um we will talk more offline yeah. about stuff. Um, <laughs> it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Jim Katsupo. Um, you too. Anything, uh, there's field stories, there's a study session field stories, anything else people should be tuning into that's coming up from you or you want people to be aware of? With me, um, I'm sure there is. <laughs> I, I just can't think. I know there is. Please follow, follow, you know, like sign up, sign up on my news, news, uh, newsletter, follow me on yeah. Instagram and I'll keep you updated. I'm sure there's stuff. I just can't think of <laughs> You and I are so much alike. It is so funny. Every time I talk to you, because I'll be there, I'm like, I don't know. I'm doing something. I'm right, right. Post it somewhere. Just follow it. I, I can't tell you what it right, is. Right, right, right. Oh my God. That is so funny. You and I are so much more like this, but I, I, I am thinking of like yes yeah, so i'll be <laughs> like i don't know people right all right it's, it's coming it's you, coming <laughs> yes exactly yes. yeah uh, you have a beautiful rest of your day thank you everybody for tuning in we will see you next week again uh follow jumatatu po at jumatatu.org um jumatatu Impo on facebook and jumatatu on instagram jumatatu Impo on instagram um i will talk to you soon juma uh love you dearly thank you love so you much too. for doing this Great to see you, and I'll see y'all later. Bye. Thank you so much for these conversations, Danny. Oh, you're welcome. Beautiful you're leadership welcome. of them. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. yes. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>